Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tenderness see? Who through life has been my guide? To whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Also, we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Where are we going to go? And this is one sign you know that you're a true believer. No matter where you meander in life, no matter how far you slide, you always know it's Him and you come back. Where else are we going to go? Ruth is at that place. Where am I going to go, Naomi? Your God is my God. I believe in your God, He is my God. And I love this because Ruth has found her answers even if Naomi has forgotten hers. Don't forget the truth of God's word. Don't forget the answers he's given you. He loves you so much. Don't lie to yourself and don't let the enemy lie to you. Ruth has been changed. Now, Naomi had lost her husband. She lost her two sons. And no one would fault her for being deeply sad. But in her cocoon of sadness, she's missing something beautiful. She's missing the gift right in front of her. That even though she'd lost a husband and and sons, she had gained a beautiful daughter. Spurgeon wrote this. He said, I should think that Naomi was, certainly she ought to have been, greatly cheered by hearing this declaration from Ruth, especially the last part of it. Thy people shall be my people and thy God my God. Naomi had suffered a great temporal loss. She had lost her husband and her two sons, but now she had found the soul of her daughter-in-law. And I believe that, according to the scales of true judgment, there ought to have been more joy in her heart at the conversion of Ruth's soul than the grief over the death of her husband and sons. That's a tall order, but in eternal perspective, that's what it should be. And again, there was true loss and deep pain. But even in the midst of that, Naomi didn't recognize the miracle that was standing before her. And again, there's time for mourning. Nobody's telling anyone just to get over things. But recognize God's hand even in the midst of mourning, even in the midst of tragedy. And my encouragement is this. All of the stuff of the world, all these things that come against you and me, don't let it make you bitter. Don't allow it to make you bitter. There are too many bitter people already in the world. We don't need more bitter Christians. God is your king. You have an eternal future and beautiful hope. Don't be bitter. Don't blame God. There are things we can all be thankful for. All of us deal with the issues of life. Now, here's the thing. Naomi is really just having a hard time getting past herself. Been there? (laughs) I think we all have. I don't need to see anybody raising their hands or nudging their neighbor. But that's the truth. But here's the other thing. Naomi thinks God has punished her. 
And she's going to let everyone else know. But look at verse 19. Now the two of them went until they came to Bethlehem. And it happened when they had come to Bethlehem that all the city was excited because of them. And the woman said, is this Naomi? It seems like they, they think it is, but they don't know for sure. And my guess is she's older. She's battle scarred. She's been hurt. A lot of times sadness and tragedy will change how a person looks. You know that. You've been through those things. I've seen it. And so she comes back to Bethlehem. They're excited, but at the same time, they're not sure. But Naomi is going to immediately let everyone know that God has abandoned her. She becomes like spiritual Eeyore. Have you ever been around a spiritual Eeyore? Good morning. How are you doing? Oh, is it a good morning? I don't know if it's a good morning. It'll probably be horrible. You heard me say this. If you're a believer, tell your face about it. We don't need more Eeyores in the church either. You ever been around those people that are like a rain cloud? How are you doing? Oh, horrible. Just horrible. Now, I don't say be phony. If you need prayer, ask for prayer. But you know what I'm talking about. The Lord, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Remember that. Again, the church doesn't need more bitter people. It doesn't need more Eeyores. But here's the thing. Ruth, look at this. Verse 20 and 21. But she said to them, do not call me Naomi. Remember, Naomi means sweet or pleasant. Call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly bitterly with me. Now notice this, what she says. Verse 21, I went out full. Oh, did you? Sure is funny how time changes our perspective, (laughs) changes our opinion. Have you ever noticed how horrible your sin looks on other people? (laughs) You know, and you always want grace for yourself. Oh, Lord, give me grace for my sin. But you're like, judge them, Lord, you know. Here's the thing. She's saying, I went out full. You hear the selfishness in that? She did not go out full. They were starving to death. They had to make this journey into a pagan land. She's misremembering. How many of us do that? And then notice what else she says. She follows it up with this. I went out full, and the Lord has brought me home again empty. I went out full, it's all about me, but the Lord did this to me and brought me home empty. Why do you call me Naomi since the Lord has testified against me and the Almighty has afflicted me? She tells him, call me Mara. Don't call me sweet and pleasant anymore. Call me Mara, which means bitter. Call me bitter. Call me bitterness. Again, be careful the names you call yourself. Be careful of those self-fulfilling prophecies. Don't call yourself the names the enemy wants you to call yourself. Do you understand? You're more than a conqueror. You know, one of the things that bugs, another soapbox, but I got to say it because God put this on my heart. And, you know, we have secular humanism all over in the world in these 12-step programs where they say, have your higher power. Oh, it's a godly program. But yet, what do they tell you? Every week, you're still an alcoholic. Once an alcoholic, you're always an alcoholic. And they even make you say it and repeat it every week. Or once a drug addict, always a drug addict. Whose Bible are you reading? And such were some of you. My God is a great God. He can give you a brand new heart. He puts his spirit inside of you. He can certainly cure you of a sin called alcoholism or drug addiction. He can cure you. Don't call yourself what the enemy wants you to call yourself. Don't call yourself all those vile names when you fail and you falter. I'm a loser. I'm this. I'm that. No, you're not. You're more than a conqueror. If you want to call yourself some names, call yourself the names that God calls you. God's a name caller. You know what he calls us? We're royalty. We're redeemed. We're loved and chosen. We're his own. We're a chosen generation. We're a priesthood, a holy nation, an overcomer. You're his child. You belong to him. You're his children. You're his family. You're joint heirs with Christ. You are a new creation in Christ. That's what he calls you. 
You are not a victim. You're a conqueror. You're not rejected. You're not an orphan. You're no longer condemned. You are not alone, ever. And you've never been abandoned by him. Call yourself the names that he calls you. And remind yourself who you are in Christ. This is who we are. We're not all those vile names we've been called or that we call ourselves. But here, Ruth and Naomi, we see Naomi has lost her way, calling herself bitter, that it's God's fault. But we're going to see in this beautiful book that God has a different plan for Naomi. And it's our, it's our story as well. When you look at all of this book, it's really powerful. It's so powerful. And we know this. God has a special plan for Naomi. He has new wine for her life. He has new joy for her. And he's going to use the most unlikely of circumstances and the most unlikely of people. And when you and I recognize in the book of Ruth, when we go through this, when we recognize who Naomi is a picture of, it's powerful. And when you recognize who Ruth is a picture of, it's really powerful. Because Ruth is a picture of us. And next week when we get into the second chapter and we see Boaz, it's an amazing picture of who Boaz is a picture of. This is a beautiful, powerful book. It's a powerful book. It's a story of love, the love story. It's a story of redemption. It's a powerful story of grace. And we know this, throughout the corridor of time, God has been weaving all of this with a scarlet thread. And it weaves right through the book of Ruth and right into your heart and mine. Ruth 1.22. So Naomi, understand this passage, this verse, is pregnant with prophetic power. So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law with her, who returned from the country of Moab. Now they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. This is why they read the book during Pentecost, during Shavuot, because this is when they came to the land of Israel during the barley harvest. I can't wait to get more into this book, because it is so powerful. It is so amazing what God has done and shown us. I won't go into all that today, but today, as we close, I just want us to learn from Naomi today. Chapter 1, Naomi, is vastly different than chapters 2, 3, and 4, Naomi. Because God shows her that she's wrong, and he's always right. God has a plan and a purpose for her life, and I want to encourage you with this. Be thankful for all the blessings in your life. Be thankful. Focus on the things God's done for you this week. Don't focus on the bitterness and all the stuff you suffer through. Focus on him. Focus on what he's done for you. And understand this, the book of your life is not done yet. The author and the finisher of your faith is not done writing the chapters of your life. Maybe you're in a difficult chapter right now. Hold on. He's got more chapters for you. Hold on. And so this week, focus on what we can be thankful for, not what we can be bitter about. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the truth of your scripture. Lord, let it change us. Help us, Lord, to stay focused on you and to be thankful. Eternally, Lord, we should be thankful. We have been rescued from sin and death. We have a brand new hope and a brand new future and a brand new family. You will never leave us. You will never forsake us. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m.
For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.